Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, it is us again, the dueling club. Welcome, I am Al. And I'm Jen. That wasn't that weird that time. No, you were Usually go, oh my god, just that way we your intro. I oh my god. Now you're being weird. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. How are you? I'm okay. You? Yeah. Anything new going on? In, in the past life? two minutes, no. Not even 30 <laughs> seconds, no. <laughs> no, I mean like that we didn't discuss in the last episode. No, nothing really. Okay. Oh, so yesterday, so, you know, boyfriend and I celebrate our monthly anniversaries. Yes. Our anniversary is on Tuesday. And people who don't do that, by the way, it's just kind of weird to me. And people are like, oh, only do like six months, one year, one year, one year. Like, isn't it just nice to pick it, like, to appreciate the day that you guys got together? No matter what yes. month it is, it's just like a nice thing. I don't know. Yes. For me, it just makes sense. It does to me, too. So, anyway. So, oh, you'll hear this on Friday. So... This past Tuesday, for you, but whatever, our anniversary. We decided to celebrate it the well, weekend before. Oh, yeah, this comes out on Friday. Yes, this one comes okay. out on Friday. Um, so we decided to celebrate it the Saturday before mm-hmm. because Sunday's football, and he's a football person, so I, there's no way that I can get him out of the house. Yeah. I don't want to. It's one of the few things that he is is very adamantly into. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't say few like he has no interest. I mean, this is the thing that he's really interested in. Yeah. So I'm not going to poo-poo on one of the things he's really interested in. Yes. I actually support him. That would be sucky. Huh? That would be sucky. I actually support his interest in it. Like, I got him a... His favorite um, football team is the New York Giants. Because he's from New York, so it makes sense. Yes. Um... But he hates the Jets, who are also from New York. Whatever. So he likes the Giants. I actually got him last year. I got him a Giants fleece blanket. Yes. Um, And we have the big TV now. So he's watching it. And I watch it with him because I know he really likes it. And I'm learning about it because I want him to be able to have somebody to talk to about it other than his friends. But, you know, like we spend a lot of time together. Why wouldn't I want my boyfriend to talk to me about something he enjoys? Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Anyway, so we went out yesterday, Saturday, for our anniversary. Little pitter-patter. I know. That's the doggy. Okay. Um... And we had a really good time, mm-hmm. and we ate stuff that was so bad for you, but so delicious. He's Peruvian. We had Peruvian food. Is it bad for you if it's delicious? A little Probably. Bit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I, I had a bunch of seafood. Mm-hmm. He had a bunch of meat, which is funny because we're Uruguayan, and our and Uruguay is known for all of its meat. Yeah. True. And and like I had the seafood. <laughs> it happens. Um, but we had a really good time, and this morning we were talking about the first day we met, and I'm just, I'm just in love. That's good. Yes. Look at her, she's so cute. Yes. Hi, Chanel. Okay, sorry. Anyway. My dog's adorable, it's fine, don't worry. Yeah, his dog's adorable. My cats are adorable. True. I love Dee Dee. I know you do. 
Anyway. So that's that. And, and I really hope you enjoyed the last episode, by the way. It started off as just a reaction to the trailer, and it became kind of everything. It became it be- its it own became, episode. It became our stance on gaming, and then it became our stance on... LGBTQIA+. And J.K. Rowling's view, I guess. Yes. And yeah, that was a... That was an, we've talked about our stance before, yes. but I think that one was where it was like, you know, geez. Yes. So, yeah, but that's what happened. Like... Yeah. Anyway. That's what happened. Um, he got me an air fryer. It came in yesterday, actually. Nice. While we were out. So we got home and it was there and I was like, oh, that's Surprise, cool. Surprise, it wasn't stolen. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Thanks. Thanks. Mood ruined. Mood ruined. But it's huge. It's way bigger than the one you have. Like, just in the box. Can you stop weird flexing <laughs> on me right now? My air fryer is bigger than yours, idiot. <laughs> no, I didn't mean that that way. I'm just saying it's bigger. So I need to see where I'm going to put it. And mm-hmm. I actually want to use it today because we're going to make oh, no, it's fine. We can trade if you want a smaller one. <laughs> no, I don't want a smaller one. Coward. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's nice. No, it's awesome. I love okay. air fryer. The air fryer, because we have one, and my mom got it for me for my birthday. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love how you remember fast than I do. Um, because I, I would cook all the time, mm-hmm. and, like, frying stuff is just not healthy. Let's be real here. Well, and the air fryer just shortens times on things anyway. Like, I, we meal prepped on Saturday. Yes. And instead of cooking... The, the big old chicken drumsticks, the legs, mm-hmm. um, for 50 minutes in the oven. I cooked them for 22, 23 minutes in the air fryer. And they still ended up with a nice little crispiness. It's because it's a smaller chamber yeah. and there's more consistent heat. And so it yes. cooks faster. And it, it, they, I, Ended up tasting a little piece of one, and it was really good. Oh my god! When this is done, by the way, there's a video where an Italian is reacting to Gordon Ramsay making carbonara, mm-hmm. and it's the funniest thing in the world. I literally died last night watching. Okay, it. well, so we'll have to watch thing. it. Um, yeah, but it, like we do. I don't things, know why that came to mind. I don't know either. But we do things for because the chicken had an Italiany taste. True. That's why. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do things for each other like that, like. I got us slippers because I'm always talking about slippers and he's being really supportive of my weight loss and health journey. Um, and I've been talking about getting an air fryer for months and he's like, you know what? Boom. Air fryer for our anniversary. Nice. And I'm like, that's awesome. What a self-serving gift though. Anyway. <laughs> no. And yes. <laughs> but it works. No, it does. And like, it's sweet. Yeah, we we tend to try to get things for each other pretty much whenever, but why not enjoy our, why not celebrate our relationship? Like, we've been together for 15 months. These are the best and happiest 15 months of my entire life. Mm-hmm. And I'm not exaggerating. And I'm you've not been saying married that. Before. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. No. So, anywho. Moving on. Let's talk about Harry Potter now. Yeah, because Harry Potter's awesome. Yes. And again, like we said in our last episode, Harry Potter and the Harry Potter community is about love. So it made perfect sense that I was talking about my hey, love. You know what boyfriend. I would love? What would you love? If everyone were to like, follow, and subscribe. Oh, <gasps> 
I would love that too. Look at you being number three now. I did it. You did it. I'm so proud of myself. Okay. Yeah. I would I would love that. And you know where they could do that? Where? Where could they, they do can that? do that on Facebook. Uh-huh. We have a Facebook group. Yeah. They can do that on Instagram. They wait, can wait, even wait, do that wait. on Twitter. Hold on. On Facebook we have a group and a page? Yes. Oh my goodness. I know. We're I on know. It. And they could like, follow, subscribe, and comment on our podcast as well. Mm-hmm. So like we're hosted, hosted on where? Podbean. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, we're hosted on Podbean. But you can listen to us on all of the places. Yeah. Like, so, like, like Spotify? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, where else? iTunes. Oh, whoa. Google Play. Oh, goodness. Castbox. Wow. I know any podcast playing site, you can listen to it online if you don't want to, like, have the app on your phone or anything. Mm-hmm. You can just go to those websites and you can play it from there. I must not tell lies. That's pretty cool. Right? I love it. I listen to podcasts quite frequently while I'm working mm-hmm. um, because I'll just put it on my phone and put my headphones in and we're good. Mm-hmm. And this is not one of the ones I listen to because I have a problem listening to our voices sometimes. I hate my voice. But sometimes I'll listen to it, like, but not on the actual podcasting thing because I don't want it to mess with our, our stats. Yes. I'll listen to random the little... recording. Or yeah, the like local that. recording. But I know my boyfriend will pull up the the Spotify or Podbean app itself and listen to it there. I mean, because he's a listener. Because he's a listener and he's awesome and wonderful and I love him. I love you, baby. Sorry. (laughs) Stop. Sorry, I almost lost it. Um, Stop it. But yeah, that would be awesome if they would like follow, subscribe, comment, react. Yes. We love you. Bye. Bye. No, no, we're not actually (laughs) by. So we're doing Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. I know. um, Chapter 10. Episode 12. Yes, I knew. I I saw and I was like, haha, correct. Yes. But season four, episode 12. Yes. Mayhem at the Ministry. And this is your summary, so go. Okay, so this is a shorter chapter than the last two. Mm -hmm. Because the last two were packed with stuff. But this still ended up being a fairly in-depth thing. Mm -hmm. Um, After only a few hours of sleep... And the reason they got a little... Exactly. The reason they got such a little sleep is because craziness happened after the Quidditch World Cup. Uh, Yeah, Quidditch World Cup, Death Death Eaters, Eaters, Death Mark... The Dark Uh, Mark. The Dark Mark. Technically, it's also a Death Mark because they killed someone in the... Well, usually, whenever it was the Dark Mark was in the sky, it was because... They killed someone. They killed someone. So, the Dark Mark. Yes. Sorry. Death Mark is actually an ability in League of Legends. My bad. (laughs) Um, Which has to do with shadows and stuff. Anyway. They tortured some muggles and and the, the, the... Dark Mark, Death Mark was in the sky, <laughs> and they thought that it might be Harry Potter for a second, and it's like, really? You thought it was Harry Potter? Um, and then they thought that it was Winky, the poor house, Barty, Miss, Mr. Barty Crouch Sr.'s uh, I love how you're adding, you're adding that elective, the senior part, when it's not mentioned whatsoever for... I'm just mentioning it. Yeah, but like, never mind. I'm just mentioning it. Okay. Um... Yeah, uh, that that was his house off. I say was because as soon as all this happened, he freed her. He gave her clothes. Which she did not want. No. And then they decided to leave because... Because that craziness. That. that was that and they wanted sleep. So after only a few hours of sleep, Mr. Weasley, Arthur, 
uh, wakes everyone up so that they can go back home as soon as possible. Uh, they pass Mr. Roberts, the caretaker of that grounds. Who was abducted. Yes. And he looks dazed and wishes them a Merry Christmas as they leave. Um, it's then that we find out that sometimes when a person's memory has been modified, they are disoriented for a while. I mean, like... I wonder how much lasting damage having your memory modified daily that many times would do, especially something that traumatic, how much magic has to go into it, how much altering. Like, is well, he the same person now? Well, daily, it happened multiple times because he mm-hmm. was figuring out that something was weird with the mm-hmm. witches and wizards who were coming to his his little place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if it's a tiny little thing, I think that it's not a big deal because they had in the previous chapters, they had said they had already modified his memory a bunch because of that 10 times a day, but he was still functioning as a regular person, Mm -hmm. um, with the, the torture of his family and himself. I think that that was a really big one. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know if he would be himself. I don't know how long the memories would be modified for. What if they come back to him and he develops some sort of magical PTSD? I mean, the the easiest... So, when something like that... Not magical, but when something bad happens to us, like in general, we try to push it down and sort of try and either forget or reconcile it in some way that makes sense to us. Mm-hmm. So, he could really just go, oh, it was, it was a nightmare. Yeah. And then never mention it to his family... And they would also have the same thing and be like, oh, it was just a nightmare. And Yeah, but unfortunately, repressed memories like that, for some people, can damage. come back and, yeah. and do really bad things. Yes. Um, so anyway, they get back, uh, the Weasleys, Harry and Hermione, uh, get back to the area where the Porkies are ready and find that a lot of other witches and wizards had the same idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, like... The Dark Mark was seen for the first time in 13 years. I would want to get the heck out of Dodge as well. Yeah, no, it makes complete sense. Because, okay, so nobody really knows what happens. Um, sure, the ministry was there, but what did they do? And nobody's really talked about anything. It's just a whole bunch of gossip at this point. Yeah. So you don't know what to believe. You don't know who to believe. And... Back when it was regularly seen 13 years ago, it usually meant somebody died. Mm -hmm. So why would you want to stay around there? Basically. Yeah. Um, Harry, the Weasleys, and Hermione take an old old rubber tire back to Stoats Head Hill right before sunrise and make it back to the borough or try to make it back to the borough as quickly as they can since they're all tired and hungry. Um, as they round the corner and the burrow is within sight, Mrs. Weasley, Molly, is relieved to see them. And this is when we get that whole interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Uh, Arthur, I've been so worried. So she flung her arms around Mr. Weasley's neck and the Daily Prophet fell out of her limp hand onto the ground. Looking down, Harry saw the headline, Scenes of Terror at the Quidditch World Cup complete with a twinkling black and white photograph of the dark mark over the treetops. Um, uh, you're all right. You're alive. Oh, boys. And to everyone's surprise, she seized Fred and George and pulled them both into such a tight hug that their heads banged together. 
Ouch, Mom, you're strangling us. I shouted at you before you left. It's all I've been thinking about. What if you know who had got you? And the last thing I ever said to you was that you didn't get enough owls. Oh, Fred, George. That That's definitely something that um I actually actively think about is the last thing I say to someone. Um, whenever I, they leave or something or I leave someplace because I don't want to have that way on me because it's already happened once. So Well, so growing up, um, uh, so little, little thing. Our parents both have experience with having lost parents at a relatively young age. So growing up, it was always impressed upon us. Your family is everything. Your family is everything. And what would happen if this was the last interaction we had? What, how would you feel? Yep. So growing up, it was very forefront in our minds that you try not to leave people, the people you love, the people you care about, with a bad last impression because you never know if that'll be the last time you see them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, for me, for example, I try to tell everybody that I care about that the second I get off the phone with them, the second I'm leaving, whatever, the last thing I say is, okay, I love you. Okay, I love you. Be safe. Okay, I love you. Like, I want them to know that how I feel about them. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't want to live with regret that the last thing I said to someone was you suck or I'm so mad at you or something and you know we, we mentioned that we had a friend that passed away four years ago um, and I'm so glad that the last conversation I had with him was okay I love you please let's try to make time to see each other Mine was sadder. Yeah, I know. I know. Anywho. We're not going to be sad right now. Because he was awesome. So they get inside and make Molly a cup of tea with a splash of fire whiskey. They made her a hot toddy. Yes. Um, yeah. They, to calm they, her nerves. To calm, definitely. A hot toddy will do that to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill, the eldest Weasley child, hands his dad the paper. And the happenings after the Quidditch World Cup Weird. are... Yes, <laughs> our <laughs> the front page news. I know I do that sometimes. For some reason, just had an like the U was capital. So cool way to yes, it's not uh, at all favorable to the Ministry of Magic, which we find out is to be expected due to the article's author, Miss Rita Skeeter. This is the only time I'll ever call her Miss anything. Please remember the name. Yes. Uh, That woman's got it in for the Ministry of Magic, said Percy furiously. Last week, she was saying we're washing our... Wasting. Wasting. Yeah, that's right. Your English is also... Wasting our time quibbling about cauldron thickness when we should be stamping out vampires. As if it wasn't specifically stated in paragraph 12 of the guidelines for the treatment of non-wizard part humans. Do us a favor, Perce, said Bill, yawning. And shut up. (laughs) Um, so, one, love Bill. Bill's a legend. Two, Percy is just annoying. So much so that Bill, who seems like he's pretty chill and and cool, is like, just shut up. Just be quiet. Just stop. And of course, 
Of course, Percy's the one who's talking about cauldron thickness, since he's the one writing the report on it. Yes. Anyway, it's then that we see Arthur is mentioned in in the article. He's not mentioned by name. He actually says he's not mentioned by name, but as a ministry official who emerged from the woods, refusing to give much information about what happened. All he said was, um, nobody's dead. Mm -hmm. Let's all go back to our tents. Yes. Um, But it's Rita Skeeter, so. It's Rita Skeeter, so you know. You might as well just confirm that everyone in the ministry had died yes. at that moment. And that everybody was in danger. Yes, and Voldemort was actually coming out right now. <laughs> right? Um, with this in the paper, Arthur says he has to go back to work, even though he's still on vacation, and help tidy things up as much as he can. Percy then takes that opportunity to say he's going to go too, since Mr. Crouch will want everyone there, and he can personally deliver his report to him. So the thing is, is that... Arthur feels responsible because he's the one who came out first and said everything was okay and that he feels like he's made things worse. But, like, I don't agree. Right. He was actually just trying to calm the mob down because of what just happened. It would terrified everyone. And he didn't say anything that wasn't factual. Like, as far as he knew, no one had died. Right. So... We actually, I actually write about that later because mm-hmm. there's an interaction between Molly and Percy that needs to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. He said the minimum. And honestly, he was tired. Mm-hmm. Like, we're fine. Go to sleep. That's literally what he did. Yeah. Um, and the, uh, I feel so bad for Arthur. He's got a huge family, so you know he's working all the time. He has to a be huge sense of responsibility, too. Right? Like, oh. So he's on vacation, and it must be so bad that he's willing to forego probably the only vacation he's taken. Well, no, because they took one the year before. But that was because they won money, and he wanted to treat his family. Yes. But, but it sounds like during the regular work year, he doesn't really take many days off. No. That's the vibe that, that you get from the interaction between him and Molly, where he, him and his wife, I guess. Yes. Again, I just feel so awkward calling them by their first names. Yes. But we should. We should get used to it because there's a bunch of characters, and as much as we want to be respectful of the adult characters, we are, we are adults as adults. well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um. So... It, he cut short his vacation for this, so it must be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, there's actually where he says, I've got to go, Molly. I've made things worse. I'll just change into my robes and I'll be off. Mm-hmm. I don't think he made things worse. No, he didn't. But we'll talk about that in a second. It's then that Harry asks uh, Mrs. Weasley, Molly, if Hedwig has arrived with a letter for him while they were gone, she assures him that no post has come in. Um, well, obviously, except for the paper, because that's not really mail, mail. Um, and Harry then says he's going up, he's going to go upstairs to put his stuff away. And Ron and Hermione are like, yeah, we'll, we'll go too. So they follow him upstairs and they seem to know that something is up. Um, I'm sure he gives them a look or something. And when they're upstairs, that should be once upstairs. Yes. Once upstairs and alone, Harry tells Ron and Hermione the thing that he should have probably told them before. Yes. That the Saturday before he went to the pro, he he was woken up from a nightmare. (coughs) 
sorry, by his scar hurting. Yes. And in the nightmare, Voldemort was plotting to kill someone. And their reactions are exactly as how he suspected they'd be. Yeah, they're spot on. Ron's like, your scar hurt. Last time hurt, that was because Voldemort was nearby. You don't think he was nearby, do you? And Hermione was like, oh my god, maybe we should talk to Dumbledore. <laughs> I swear, it happened exactly the way he thought it was going maybe to happen. Maybe we can check a book. We can find out. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to point out that he said someone. He didn't say himself, even though he knew specifically that Voldy's murderous plot centered around him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, in a way, if he had said it, mm-hmm. obviously it would have made their reactions way worse. Mm-hmm. But I think it would have changed the tone of this book. I think also it's that he's trying to play it off and sort of minimize how scared not necessarily scared of it that he is i think it's more of just unsure wanting, yeah uncertainty can kind of do that to you i guess yeah and i mean honestly at this point this is the fourth book right mm-hmm. every year he goes to hogwarts someone's trying to kill him yeah. so <laughs> he doesn't want to be like hey guess what fourth year someone is trying to kill me again mm-hmm. oh Okay, so then they um, try to convince him that it was only a dream, but Harry then brings up Professor Trelawney's prophecy from the end of last school year. Um, during Remember during his divination final? Mm-hmm. She says the Dark Lord will rise again, greater and more terrible than ever before, and he'd manage it because his servant was going to go back to him. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you know, she doesn't, know what she's talking about even professor mcgonagall is like don't trust her and he's like yeah but it wasn't one of her regular prophecies she got all weird and her voice was different and and they're like no don't worry about it um and of course that was the day that wormtail escaped so he's really worried that everything is going to come to pass yeah so then hermione is like wait a second why were you asking about hedwig and then they find out that Harry sent a letter to Sirius about what happened uh, that Saturday with the scar hurting. Um, Saturday morning, I guess. Yeah. And um, she, Hermione also lets him, like, convinces him that it would take a little longer because he is in hiding, so it takes longer for Hedwig to find him. Yeah, did you like my ever the voice of reason? Yes. Because Hermione is the one who's like, hold on. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. All the time. All the time. I think everybody needs that person in their friend group. Mm-hmm. Or even if you only have like three friends or two friends, like Harry, right now, mm-hmm. one of them has to be the one who's like, come back down, come back down. Yes. Relax. Mm-hmm. So um, the the tension in the room is fairly palpable. palpable. Oh, Jinx, you owe me a G Fuel. Oh, dude, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Ron suggests that they should go play some Quidditch. Yes. And Hermione's like, no. Harry doesn't want to play Quidditch. What? And guess what? Harry, in fact, does want to play Quidditch. Well, because Ron is, is doing the boy thing where he's like, let's be... Or Active even, to distract him. Yes. He's doing... They're both... They have their different roles in his life. Hermione is the one who's like, let's research stuff. Let's do this. Let's figure it out this way. Let's relax. And Ron is the, no, let's 
do things, let's be active, let's actively approach things in some form or fashion so that we can take our minds off of it. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. Yeah. So and they go out. Harry gets his fireball and Hermione's just like, boys. <laughs> Pretty much. So then they're there for a week. Um, not much is happening during that week except for Arthur and Percy not being home very often. Uh, they leave before everyone gets up and they're back well after dinner every night. And we find out that they've been putting fires. Not literally, though. Yes. Although, I mean, it could be because magic. But... Um, yeah, people are complaining about security at the World Cup. They want refunds for damaged items. And they're sending howlers for everything. If I recall correctly, Mundungus Fletcher puts in a claim that, like, his, like, ridiculous... A 12-bedroom yeah. tent. And Percy's like, but I got him because I saw him sleeping under a coat propped yeah. up by a stick. Yeah. Mundungus Fletcher. Oh, my God. I knew that you were going to bring that up. That's why I didn't put it in there. Yes. Um, so, and while Percy is telling us this, we hear about one of the awesome things in the Weasley house, the Weasley family clock. I this love it. This is one of the coolest magical artifacts in the entire series. Which is why I put the whole thing in there. Yes. If you want to read it. Mrs. Weasley glanced at the grandfather clock in the corner. Harry liked this clock. It was completely useless if you wanted to know the time, but otherwise very informative. It had nine golden hands, and each of them was engraved with one of the Weasley family family's names. There were no numerals around the face, but descriptions of where each family member might be. Home, school, and work were there, but there was also traveling, lost, a hospital, prison, and in the position where the number 12 would be on a normal clock, mortal peril. Eight of the hands were currently pointing to the home position, but Mr. Weasley's, which was the longest, was still pointing to work. Mrs. Weasley sighed. Okay. I want a clock like that. Yes. That amazing. actually works. It's the, that sounds like the coolest thing like ever. But why is prison there? Like, I get lost in hospital because, I mean, she's got a bunch of kids, and what mother wouldn't want to know if her kid is lost or in the hospital? Mm-hmm. But prison... Um, she had that exclusively added when the twins were born. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Or when they started having letters sent home from the forum Hogwarts all the time. Could be. Um, but I, I also worry about the mortal peril one. Yes. Because what mom would want to know that her any of her family members are in more well it being makes sense because Charlie works with dragons true but also being surprised by it I, and I Bill know. is a curse breaker for Gringotts so, so it makes sense so I have a question for you then yes would you rather find out that your loved one has passed away or find out that they're in mortal peril <sighs> I guess the mortal peril at that point would can be try, better you can try because then you could at least call them or magically communicate like, wherever with Wherever you are, leave now. Yeah. Like, come to me right now. Something. Disapparate and apparate in my living room yeah, like, right now. Like, Im- imagine, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, I know. It, it is, it would be nice. Mm-hmm. It would be nice if in everyday in our everyday world, if we had something like that so that we could be like, yo, your picture is on mortal peril right now. So whatever you're thinking of doing, don't. Mm-hmm. Or whatever you're thinking of not doing, 
do it. Yeah. Like, just whatever you're doing, do, do the, the opposite. opposite yeah. <laughs> Jinx, I don't your G fuel. Yes, you do. <laughs> okay. Um, this is when we see that Percy thinks his dad made a big mistake. <sighs> well, father feels he's got to make up for his mistake at the match, doesn't he? Said Percy. If truth be told, he was a tad unwise to make a public statement without clearing it with his head of department first. Don't you blame your father uh, for what that wretched Skeeter woman wrote, said Mrs. Weasley, flaring up at once. If Dad hadn't said anything, old Rita would have just said it was disgraceful that nobody from the ministry had commented, said Bill, who was playing chess with Ron. Rita Skeeter never makes anyone look good. Remember she interviewed all the Gringotts charm breakers once and called me a long-haired pillock? Yeah. To which, of course, Molly's like, well, your hair's a little long. I can fix that for you. And she's, and he's like, no. Yeah. Um, this is when we first see Percy sort of, I don't know, deride his own family in favor of the ministry. Like, Yes. But this is not the first time we've seen him do something like this. We actually saw it in Chamber of Secrets, um, where he sees Ron coming out of the girl's bathroom. And he says, what are you doing? Do you know what this would look like if somebody else saw you? So he's already concerned about appearances sake, not because of the way it'll hurt the person who's doing it, mm-hmm. but because how it'll affect him. Yeah. Um, but I, I think this is much more real than that because that's at school. That's not a big deal. That's a detention. But that's the that's beginning. Whatever. But that's the beginning of yeah. what we see his personality forming, coming out to be. Yeah, but again, like that's just school. This is like real life, like where stakes actually matter. As it's not a detention. It's like a big deal now. Agreed, but we saw the beginnings of it then, mm-hmm. and now we're just seeing it in a broader scope. Yeah. Um, and this is where we were talking about what we were talking about earlier. Arthur was in a terrible position. If he had said nothing, what Bill said would have been true. Rita would have been like, well, nobody's talking. Nobody's saying anything. Uh, the The ministry is inept, and we, you know, why and should we And someone definitely anything? died. Like- yeah. Um, and the he said something because he's used to trying to calm people down. He has a huge family. He's the head of the family. He's probably said a million times, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. But imagine also taking advantage of someone who was as of like an hour ago, like asleep. Right. And they had their world turned upside down and they had to respond to it. Like, I don't know. It's just like, it, it's so ridiculous. To, to, to consider, to even consider blaming him. And why would he want to talk to, like, what, did he really have, at that moment when they <laughs> just came out of the woods, would he have had time to be like, let me talk to the head of my department to see if I can say anything. Yeah, let me ring him really quick, find out. Oi, mate, is it okay if I, t-? like, no, dude, people are panicking. He himself was just in a state of panic. Yeah. Like, he's trying to calm people down because, as you said, like, he's used to being that voice of reason in the family mm. who tries to be, like, stability. That That's that's his role. Yeah. And also, he's faced with all these people who are panicking. Mm-hmm. He himself had just panicked recently. And he's got all of his kids and Harry and Hermione with him. 
he's got to be able to settle everyone down so that they can all get some sleep. So he did the best that he could in that moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. So at that moment, that's when Arthur, when we see his hand go from work to home. I think it's work to travel and then home. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. But it's like, it does one of these. Boop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we find out that Rita Skeeter has been at it again, trying to find anything to report on about the ministry messing something up. And she found out about Bertha Jorkin somehow. Oh, goodness. About her being missing for over a month. I love how Mrs. Weasley calls her like an evil woman. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, and Mr. Weasley says that, you know. Oh, Mr. Weasley says that. Not yes. Yeah. Well, no. I'm saying here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mr. Weasley. Either way, everyone thinks the Weasley's Weasley's yes. Let's be real here. Um, so. says, Arthur says that Mr. Crouch, J- Barty Crouch Sr., is just lucky that that evil woman hasn't found out about Winky or it would be all over the paper and it would be terrible for him. And this is where Hermione and Percy fight again. Which well, is not necessarily. A, last time wasn't a fight; it was a disagreement. This is like yes. an actual like. This is an actual. Thank goodness Molly is there to stop it, kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, Percy is like, I thought we all agreed that that elf, while irresponsible, did not conjure the mark," said Percy hotly. "If you ask me, Mister Crouch is very lucky. No one at the Daily Prophet knows how he he how mean he is to his elves." said Hermione angrily. Now look here, Hermione, said Percy. A high-ranking ministry official like Mr. Crouch deserves unswerving obedience from his servants. His slave, you mean, said Hermione, her voice rising passionately, because he didn't pay Winky, did he? I think you'd all better go upstairs and check that you've properly packed, said Mrs. Weasley, breaking up the argument. Come on now, all of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could have been really I mean, bad. it was going in it was going in a very interesting direction there. I would have loved to hear the rest of that. Right. <sighs> so they go upstairs to pack everything up, including the books and school supplies. Molly had gotten everyone while they were away. Yeah. As well as cleanly laundered socks and robes. That's when Ron notices what he fi- finds out to be a traditional dress robe. Or what Harry describes as something that looks like a long maroon velvet dress with a moldy looking lace frilly collar and matching cuffs. That looks beautiful, right? Yes. In the movie, it ends up coming later via yes. Owl. I don't hate Outlooks in the movie, to be honest. They made it sound really bad in the book. Yeah. Okay. It was, so, it's an accurate... It's as accurate as it can be in the movie, based off the off of the description we get. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the way that I visualize it. Yeah, and it, remember, they're teenagers. He's going to think anything that looks like that is gross. True. I'm just like, it reminds me of like 1700s, like noble vampire chic. It does. It does. And so like, I also was like, when I saw it, I was like, nice. And can we talk about the fact that he called vampires part human? Aren't they completely human? They just have other things happening. Yeah. Would he describe werewolves as part human too? They're completely who, human. Who calls vampires part humans? Percy. Does he? Yeah, at the beginning when he's talking about her having said that oh, they shouldn't be worrying about cauldron thicknesses, but instead stamping out vampires. I mean, we, we don't know everything about vampires in the Harry Potter universe, unfortunately. We don't. We know like, basically nothing. But if there's a, a thing on how to deal with part humans, wouldn't werewolves be part of that? So now werewolves are being, like, there's a regulation about them? 
Yeah, I don't know. It, it's an odd subject. The the the. Um, that was just one of those things concerning. that I just thought about. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, we find out that dress robes are on the list of things they need for that year, and that's when Ron is like, "Well, what about Harry's?" And Harry shows his, and they look just like his school robes, but in a nice green that Molly said she thought would bring out his eyes. And Ron is like, well, why do his look like that and mine look like this? And Molly's like, well, there weren't a lot of secondhand options available. So this is what you got. Yeah. This is another instance where it's not, you put like a divide between him and Harry and it is technically a divide because it becomes like a point. But it's just the fact that he's poor. Yeah. It, it's and, just and another it's reminder that, that the family is, is poor. Mm-hmm. And that Ron is frustrated by the fact that he's poor. And Harry even mentions that he'd be willing to share all of the money he has with the Weasleys, but he knows that they wouldn't accept it. So he knows that it's uncomfortable for Ron. It makes him uncomfortable for Ron. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing he can do about it. Yeah. Um, so, so that's... That's when we get to the very last part of the chapter. You can you can read the um, Mrs. Weasley's next part. Uh, I'm never wearing them, Ron was saying stubbornly. Never. Fine, snapped Mrs. Weasley. Go naked. And Harry, make sure you get a picture of him. Goodness knows I could do with a laugh. <laughs> I'm telling you, all of the Weasleys get their sass from her. Yeah. She left the room, slamming the door behind her. There was a funny spluttering noise from behind them. Pigwidgeon was choking on an over-large owl treat. Why is everything I own rubbish? said Ron furiously, shutting across the room to unstick Pigwidgeon's beak. Yeah. Pigwidgeon isn't rubbish. Poor pig. He's just overly excited and tiny. He doesn't know what to do with himself. True. That's factual. Um, so, th- this is a shorter chapter. But you see, I don't know, it's it's the true beginnings of Percy sort of putting his station above his family. Yeah. Like, I, in a real world context. Yes. So there's, this is why Al and I have said before that we think Percy was sorted incorrectly. Yeah. Um, where he may have... He probably should have been a Slytherin instead of a um, a Gryffindor. Only because he has this ambition that he puts above his family. I think, I don't know. And this is where ambition can go wrong in, in Slytherins. Because remember, we said Slytherins get a bad rap for There's being ambitious. There's nothing wrong with being ambitious. No. If you are determined to make something of yourself, then by all means... Not by all means, but by appropriate means, go for it. Yeah. You know, but it feels like this is ambition at the sake of family. Yeah. I don't like Percy. <laughs> I'm not a Percy fan either. I don't, I don't think I've ever talked to anyone who's read Harry Potter that likes Percy. I'm if sure. you like Percy, please comment below and tell me why. I'm curious. Yes. I'm sure he's... Uh, the the actor himself is oh, a lovely, a lovely person, yeah, for sure. Um, but I can't separate the Percy of it all. Yeah. So that's that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see you guys next time. 
Yeah. Ish. Await our next owl. Bye. Bye bye. Dude, I want that clock. Me too. And I can't find the mouse.